0: Thanks for lending me your ear. We're going to do broad tech news first with perhaps the broadest or most well known tech company, and that's Apple, which is now reportedly worth around $2.307 trillion. And to put that into perspective, you take the current valuations of Amazon, Alphabet, which owns both Google, it's the holding company of Google, and of YouTube. Basically, all of Google's companies are under Alphabet. And then Meta, which is the holding company of Instagram, WhatsApp, Facebook. So you take those three guys: Amazon, Alphabet and Meta, and their combined value is only 2.306 trillion So Apple is worth more than Amazon, Alphabet and Meta combined, which is an insane. Amount, valuation, statistic, however you want to call it. And I'm impressed. I'm not even an Apple fan. The most hardware or the most that I would ever use an Apple is the occasional iPad. But I've never used their computers or their phones. I have serious disagreements with their design philosophy. Like They make everything, at least the way I'm used to working with computers, where there's a certain degree of customization and flexibility, in fairness, Apple works really well if you don't want to stray out of the lines. <laughs> I mean, it's um, it's really good for senior folk, <laughs> or you know, some who don't really want to be super tech savvy about their work. Not to malign those who really use Apple, who really love Apple. It's just that I, I just can't jump on to their design philosophy of keeping everything walled in and it within guide rails and you know you can't go beyond the guide rails but you know all things aside that is an insane valuation for any one company and it's no wonder and they're poised to continue that dominance by branching out into things like cars VR headsets it's um, it's telling that a lot of their profitable lines were developed by scratch. I mean, pauso ng the AirPods. And again, with, with Apple, it's like, you know, everything they've kind of introduced, there was something before that. So there were cell phones before the iPhone. There were digital music devices before the iPod. For those of you old enough to remember the iPod, which was recently discontinued, I think. I think it was finally discontinued last year. There were Of course, computers, Windows computers before Steve Jobs came back and came out with the first cute iMacs. But, you know, Apple really refines it down. So even if I'm not an Apple fan, I am really curious to see what they're going to do with their stack of money. And once they push their chips into things like cars and VR headsets, because I could really, I, I would get into an Apple car, to be honest, and I'm not even an Apple fan. Another tech company which has been in the news quite a lot is Twitter. Because of Elon Musk, the world's richest man who has had an on-again, off-again, will he, won't he love affair with Twitter. So he's a super Twitter user in the sense that he's tweeting a lot. He said that he would buy it initially. Then he backed out saying that there were too many bots. Twitter got mad and sued him (laughs) saying that, no, no, you said that you would buy us. You got to buy us out now. Uh, so eventually he did I think around two weeks ago he did end up buying the company and it's it's been like bonkers news ever since with like half or three-fourths of the workforce laid off but then some people asked to come back because nga, sobrang gulo they realized na, oh we might need these we, might, we do need some of these people that we fired already there is now an $8 fee for the blue tick or you know the checkbox saying that you're verified and anyone can get verified now so you don't need to be like the President of the United States or you don't need to be Potus or the Pope or you know it I the blue check mark before was reserved for well known personalities or politicians, things like that. But now anybody can get it apparently for eight dollars for the monthly subscription fee. Uh Musk is positioning this as a way to democratize to level the playing field between small players and big players. I'm not on on uh Twitter. I don't have a Twitter account. Hardware Sugar doesn't have a Twitter account. I feel personally like that oftentimes Twitter is just a lot of noise in the background and it's good for stirring up. Parang Madame Nain is <laughs> you know a lot of a lot of uh negativity can quickly pile up on Twitter Although I, I do get that it's an important source of news, especially breaking news. Uh, a lot of people do seem engaged with it, but not my cup of tea, really. I mean, to be honest, communicating with strangers over the internet was never really my cup of tea. So <laughs> it's one of life's mysteries that here we are now with a podcast and a YouTube channel and a Facebook page and things like that. I mean, I don't... I. I I love communicating, like you know, my passion about computers and how and and tech tips, how to save your money and things like that. When buying computers, pero itong whole thing about about blasting any thought, like I'm having eggs for breakfast. And to, well, to be fair, that's that's kind of like a dumbed down or stereotypical approach to Twitter. A lot of people do use it for a lot of valuable things. A lot of news or content that is uh, interesting and yeah does provide value to its readers. But a lot of the time, I think it's just, uh, you know, it it stirs up the pot. It's deliberately inflammatory. And I I bring up these themes because Elon has promised that, you know, Twitter will always remain on the side of free speech. But a lot of people are, are wondering what exactly that means. And just for some statistics, it's reported that Twitter loses $4 million a day. So if that's a 60 pesos to a dollar exchange rate. That's 240 million pesos a day. After five days, more than 1 billion pesos na yung lost Twitter after five days. So they are hemorrhaging money. And the number of advertisers has gone down. So they had around 3,900 in May. And in September, they only had 2,900 na lang. So a drop of around, they lost around 1,000 advertisers and so it's been pandemonium advertisers generally want a family friendly space, they don't like a lot of intrigue and a lot of, uh, some of the statistics also Twitter is that uh, the content that has been trending a lot has been pornographic or adult in nature, advertisers don't like that also, so difficult times for Twitter but on the other hand, daily user growth has supposedly hit a record high since Elon took over. So, remains to be seen. Again, sort of like with Apple, I'm just watching like in a curious sense rather than I don't have any skin in the game either for Apple or for Twitter. It's just interesting to watch these companies in action. Just interesting, to be honest, to see Elon in, in action. And he is kind of nuts. I mean, he does say some wild things. But at the same time, and I'm not even going to count his his PayPal experience, that the whole PayPal thing was an interesting story. So initially, there were two companies. Eventually, they merged to become PayPal. He was in one of the companies. So he made his first fortune there. But what's really interesting is after that, he basically spent all of it um, getting SpaceX and Tesla, which were the two companies he was working on at the time, up and running, up and successful, and even even he really flirted with bankruptcy. Like he he tossed all of his money basically into those two companies, and uh, props to him. I mean, there are some unsavory reports about his management style, about his brusqueness with people, about you know a bunch of other things. But you, I mean, just as a nerd, I have to admire. Um, I mean, SpaceX, man, the first com- the first private company to really make rockets to that scale reusable and to have them land vertically, um, sorry, horizontally, it's, it's, it's the stuff of science fiction. So props, props to him. Um, and yeah, it's just curious. And of course, he has the, the drilling company now. <laughs> I think he calls it the bore company. He has Neuralink and then now he has Twitter. So maybe a bit overextended, but really interesting to watch him go. On to more main PC news now. The Intel 13th Gen, so the, current, the next gen, but now that they're here, they're not really the next gen anymore, right? They're the current gen of CPUs from both Team Red and Team Blue have been out for a while. So 13th Gen and Ryzen 7000, which I'm just going to call R7 here. I guess i13 and R7. And most of the reviewers have been pretty have followed the same trend that they find the R7 series in general to be pricey for what you get. That's also because of the the additional hardware you need to buy in. So you need DDR5 RAM, the boards, which well, we'll get into the technical specs in a little bit. But the motherboards of the R7 series are a bit pricey, also. Compared to the Intel i13, where it's really been bang for your buck. I mean, they're good value. Uh, To be honest, I I always say I don't care either way which CPU the customer wants. But for me, I've always been a little bit partial personally to AMD. I like rooting for the underdog. I appreciate the competition they've given Intel close to 20, more than 20 years now, I think. Uh, competition is good for any marketplace. So I've always been a little bit Team Red, uh, a little biased for me personally. But I'm, I have to say that the Team Blue chips now are really, really good. Yeah, and they're value for money. Also because you, know, you can, there are more options. You can go with DDR4 that affects the price of the RAM, that also brings down the cost of the motherboards themselves. And it's really a tale of different where they are in the production cycle. So AM5 for Ryzen, completely new socket, completely new platform. So there, there are, you know, growing pains. Um, and a lot of the performance gains of the R7 chips come from pumping a lot of power into them. And what that means technically is that the motherboards have to be of better quality. You need to have better VRMs, Better cooling on those VRMs, maybe more layers. If you could get away with three or four, you might need, sorry, but if you got away with two or, you know, some of the cheaper cost cutting measures or motherboards, that won't cut it with a board for the R7 series since there is a lot of juice pumping into those CPUs. So there are technical reasons why the boards themselves are the X670 series and the B650 series are pricier. And then compare that to Intel, which actually took a mature chip already, a mature platform, and just really tweaked the heck out of it to get a lot of good performance out of the current platform that they already had. So, you know, you didn't need to do much the motherboards. There's very little difference between the 690 and uh, the Z six ninety and the Z790 series. So There are technical reasons why the AMD, AM5 platform currently is a lot more expensive than the Intel one. And it's just an interesting role reversal. Usually it's Intel who is a bit pricier, who can be a bit smug and say that, well, you know, if you don't want to buy our CPUs, you know, lots of other people are going to, yung bang, I'm the king of the hill and you pay for to climb up my hill or to get to the top of my hill. And usually it's AMD who's the scrappier, cheaper, better value for money option. But the roles are really reversed now. Um, I, I, It's hard to blame AMD because it's a new platform. I mean, you don't have the knowledge yet and, and the economics of scale Na okay, next gen, you know, we can we can make the architecture more efficient so we don't need to pump so much power in, which will mean that the motherboards don't need as much stuff, you know, a lot more VRMs and things like that. Um, but right now, it's the start of the new platform, the AM5 socket. So yeah, there are birthing pains. So there are technical issues why Intel is the better value for money performer now. There are also market issues. Apparently, AMD still has a lot of 5000 series CPUs and they want to get rid of them. So they're keeping the price of the R7, the 7000 series high to make the Ryzen 5000 series more compelling. Because if you drop the prices on the Ryzen 7000, there's very little why you know they'd have to drop prices more on the 5000 series. And maybe that's not economical for them. So basically, they're sitting on a lot of 5,000 series chips left. um, And they want to clear that out apparently by the end of the year. So probably the 7,000 series won't be seeing any price cuts. Although we have seen reported in the news that the Chinese market has had cuts in the Ryzen 7,000 series. It is Black Friday in the States. Or it will be eh, about a day after I record this. So they are anticipating drops on basically everything but not a big drop for the 7,000 series. Yun, yeah, they need to keep it a bit premium at this point to make the 5,000 series an attractive offer. Pero even then, yun, yeah, there are technical issues why the rides in 7,000 series is really a bit pricier at the moment. And Tom's Hardware even going so much to say that on every tier level, the Intel, the Intel CPU version... Because basically, it's like 7600X versus like an i5, right? i5-13600, for instance. Or the R7, R9-7950X seven versus the 13th Gen i9-13900K, for example. At every stage where the chips go mano-a-mano, Intel is always... Parang better performer or definitely better value for money. Not all of the reviewers ghosts who are as explicit as that, but basically the trend among all reviewers is that definitely Intel is the better value for money option. Moving on to another mainstay of this podcast, 4090 troubles. There was a whole brewaha na when you're using the adapter and if you crank up or if you bend the adapter wires too much, it could cause a fire. It could cause the adapters to burn, the wires to burn. However, reports have at least two reports that have been made public of 4090s that weren't using the adapter, So they had native 16-pin power plugs from an ATX 3.0 PSU. And Yon, they still burn even without the adapter. Uh, Nvidia has been silent on this point. We're not really sure what they're leaning to. Like, have they? Are they quite close to pinpointing what the problem is? Even Johnny Guru, uh, a well-known PSU expert who works for Corsair, a well-known company which makes PSUs, um, has tried to dig into the issue. But basically, the only advice that everybody agrees on, well, aside from not not bending the not bending the adapter wires although you i have seen some videos or some reports saying that you know if you even if you bend it a lot it wouldn't cause the kind of catastrophic failure that we're seeing so the only advice that people agree on now is you gotta make sure that you plug that thing in all the way isak suck mo yan ng todo and it seems like silly advice, right? I mean, of course, this is a 4090. You're pushing 600 watts or so into this card alone. Of course, you're going to make sure that the power connectors are properly connected and snugly put in place. But uh, it's it's hard to do. They're kind of stiff. It depends on the placement of the GPU in your build. Um, it can be hard to maneuver them to make sure that they're really stuck in all the way. So, yeah, that's really the only advice. We've had five 4090 builds thank goodness knock on wood na wala pa yari sa kanila so far okay pa naman no reports of any fire or or anything like that really and to put this into perspective this is a very minority problem i mean we're talking about so far total number of cases wala pa atang 30 and that's like out of the hundreds thousands of cards sold right but and as as another commenter mentioned um, you know about the plugging it incorrectly everybody's gonna everybody's gonna say in the man that they plugged it incorrectly right you don't you don't want to be the doofus so admits nao nga no parang sa buying so it it's very difficult from a from a investigative standpoint you know to determine like if they were really plugged in properly but It it is a very small number, but of course, any number is concerning when you're pumping that much power into a PC component, into any appliance, hardware, electrical thing. So we're still waiting for NVIDIA to come up with an official response on what to do, on how to avoid this. Will there be recalls? But yeah, so the saga continues on the 4090 power melting burn issue. It's um, smaller brother though, the 4080 is coming out next week, November 16. But based on what some of the other brands have been saying, the 4080 is about the same size as a 4090. And these things are humongous. The 4090 is ridiculously large. I We haven't done... ITX builds were trending and have been trending in the past three years or so. And we have done quite a lot of them in the shop. Pero Yeah, uh, we we joke now like how would you do an ITX build with a 4090? At least with the current crop of 4090s, inevitably you know the cards get a bit, they go on a diet, they become more efficient. You don't need as much fans with a more efficient design. But like with the current 4090, 4080, I have no idea. Even the (laughs) Fantex Shift XT, the expandable one, where you know it, you can you can it has three modes and depending on the size of your components, you can kind of like pick the mode that you need. But even like with innovations like that, I, I don't know that that's such a large card and apparently even the 4080s will be pushing that size. And then there's another rumor. So that's the 4080. No more 4080 16 gigabytes and 4080 12 gigabytes. that has been laid to rest. The 12GB has been laid to rest. But it will be resurrected, according to Chismis, in January as the 4070 TI. But that's, that's a rumor going around, but nothing confirmed yet from NVIDIA. I'm going to make a quick detour now to crypto. We do, uh, if you've been watching my videos for any length of time or watching the channel, you know, I, I'm, I'm big into crypto and I have been very early on um, with Bitcoin. When I first got into Bitcoin, you could still CPU mine it, although GPU mining had just started. I mean, just to give you a context of how long I've been interested and have been active in the crypto space. But we don't usually report or you know chat about it here on the podcast. We do have a dedicated show every month, Crypto Watch, to crypto news. But this was such of a this was so important, of such large import. I thought I would bring it up on the Tech Show but friendly podcast. Uh crypto prices are way down right now they They started like a couple of days ago because the third world's largest crypto exchange f t x appears to have a liquidity problem, so they can't they don't have enough cash reserves on hand to to meet the customers' demand for withdrawals and it looked like it would have been resolved. you know, I did crypto watch two days ago, Wednesday at the time it looked like there would be a solution because binance, which is the world's top crypto exchange, or you know, very, very famous and uh, very very visible exchange. Agreed to already by FTX. But apparently the latest and, and this came after there was like a major spat between the owners of Binance and FTX, Zhao and Sam. So there were Major them sa Twitter, major passive aggressively. Um, <laughs> And you know, again, we go back to Twitter, right? Where everybody is either screaming at someone else or being passive-aggressive or throwing shade or some stuff. But um, Binance had already agreed to buy out FTX and that had seemed to calm down everyone. But then the latest is that Binance has did a 180 and has said they are not buying FTX because they got a look at the early books and apparently they're terrible, the, the financial records of FTX. And so that has really... Depressed the prices of all crypto, but especially FTT, which is the coin or the crypto of FTX and Solana. So, yeah, I have no personal experience with FTX. I use Kraken as my primary exchange, Pero now might be a good time to buy. You no, know? <laughs> I, I would, um, I, I'll save my analysis or whatever uh, for CryptoWatch. But I just thought it would be interesting to mention it here in the more general tech show, but friendly. A lot of drama, a lot of drama in the crypto space. Speaking of drama or no strangers to drama or influencers in general, not that there was any drama on hand at the Creator and Influencer Council of the Philippines' Spotlight Awards. So this is the third year they're holding these annual awards. This year, it was held in Cebu. And this was like, you know, when you think influencers, you think, you think glamour, right? you think prestige, you think like these good-looking people. And I, I saw so at least two of our customers are involved with this CICP, Creator and Influencer Council of the Philippines. And from one of, at least one of them, at least two of the customers, two of the store customers are involved with the CICP. And at least one of them was at the awards in Cebu. So I was flipping through his IG. That's talaga. I mean, yeah, the glamour, the glitz, the it's so it was a strictly black tie affair. And beautiful people, influencers. When you think influencers, that's these are the people who would come to mind. And uh yeah, they dressed up to the nines and there was a tech category with Kevin De La Serna winning. Uh congrats to him. I did actually look him up when I heard about this award and then I was curious. He's big on TikTok and on IG. Very, very aesthetic. I mean, swak na swak dun sa IG aesthetic. And yeah, so he was the tech awardee. Um, Skypod, so Skyfam rather with Chris Uy and her husband Slater won. Doug Kramer and his family won. I mean, different categories. Will Dasovich won something. Um, Yes, so uh, Nino Ri was there. So yeah really like the the beautiful faces of the of uh Philippine of 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 the Philippine creator scene what and so the CICP which uh, like full disclosure we're not part of um is it's like a loose organization I guess um it's not really quite clear to me um like there, there is one part that they try to link brands with influencers, but it's also like, I guess they're they could be considered a sort of like uh, an advisory council for, or a mem- you know, like a trade trade union, so to speak, or like a trade council for influencers here in the country. What I'd like, though, to be honest, for influencers is na any influencers in any country and in any genre is na they be upfront with ano ba talaga yung sponsored and with hardware sugar we're very clear this video is sponsored this video we borrowed the the brand lent us this item for review but they had no say in what we had to say about it Yung nga, wala editorial control that's one thing like i'm super fastidious about like i'm a stickler talaga na malinaw, na malinaw kung if it's sponsored what kind if it's not sponsored what kind um, but a lot of other, and yeah, I mean, fine. I do sometimes get a little high and mighty about it because I think that's the way it should be for everybody. But, I mean, you see a lot of uh, a lot of people, locals and foreigners, na very parang obviously sponsored because like may segue talaga to a particular store, a particular product. Pero wala naman nakalagay at all in the video or in the video description na sponsored siya I I know this, I have one acquaintance na local na hindi naman siya mahilig sa coffee pero biglang sa IG niya, biglang lumabas na, oh, and thank you to Nescafe Coffee. I really love waking up in the morning with, you know, your your with Nescafe Coffee or or something like that. And I'm like, that's kinda, you know, the highfalutin term would be disingenuous, but the, the long and short of it, it's dishonest, right? I mean, you're saying that you love the product, but to people who know you, you know that you're not into coffee. Unless sobrang ganda no product na nagbago na isip mo, na you're into coffee now. Which if that's the case, well and good, right? But if not, I mean it's just yeah, it's it, it's a lie. Um plain and simple. And yeah, we don't do that at Hardware Sugar. <laughs> you'll you'll know if everything like we like this product, we didn't like this product, we think this could improve. This is what happened to us when we were testing the product. I mean, it's you you can't you couldn't pay me to say that like if you ever see a post from me saying that I really dig this coffee, uh you know I got paid a lot of money to <laughs> to turn on my principles because I I'm not into coffee at all um which a lot of people are surprised about because in my background I'm a lawyer went to law school they just assume everybody who went to law school and I'm and I'm a lit major before that I was a literature major so I had to read a lot of stuff in college. So people just assume, knowing my background, that I'd be super big into coffee because I need to read the stuff I would, I would need for class, for both for law school and for undergrad. But I never got into coffee. Um, so if you see me uh, like suddenly endorsing a coffee brand, you know that I earned a lot of money and that I'm secretly ashamed, but it was enough to cover up my shame. <laughs> but that's what I wish... For all creators. I'm not sure if the CICP has something or has guidelines on that. Certainly some other countries, like the states, the FTC has regulations. Parang. It, it, it is essentially advertising. So you need to be upfront that you got that this is advertisement, that you got paid to say these things, right? Um wala ganun na local version na regulation dito sa atin. Um, I'd like to yeah, if that's like, I, to be honest, I have no agenda. I have no idea what the agenda of the CICP is the Creator and Influencer Council of the Philippines. But I wish they would push that for everybody, um, for all creators in any genre. I think honesty really is the best policy and can't go wrong. Can't go wrong with it. How would we enforce that? Should we name and shame? I'm also not a big fan of naming and shaming. Um, Yeah. So I haven't really thought about the enforcement mechanism or things like that. But uh, when I see videos and posts and whatever that are obviously sponsored, um, but there is no indication of that in the post or in the video, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Come we're very, whenever we praise a brand, we're always very quick. To say when like this is not a sponsored post, it's just that I really enjoy the brand or stuff like that. But lang malino talaga na uh, this thing that I'm saying really comes from a place na nagustuhan ko siya rather than na uh, nagustuhan ko siya, because nagustuhan ko yung <laughs> compensation na nakuhako for saying na nagustuhan ko siya. I mean, you know, yeah. Um, just just to close out on the podcast with a little bit about. Creators. I mean, I have no idea what the criteria was of the CICP. But if you were to ask me personally who the top three tech creators in the Philippines are. Just for PC, yeah. Cause I you know, there, there's for mobile, so a lot there, like there are a lot of big mobile um, content creators in the Philippines, Mary Bautista, Yuga Tech, Oldie but goodie, unbox uh, unbox diaries, I think. 'Cause we unbox therapy, and I think unbox diaries yung yung local. Um, so, but just for the computer space, just for the PC space, like this would be my top three. A tie for one and two. It's really hard to choose between them. Is uh, R Burmore and Xtian C. Both of those guys are very influential. Like I, I am a member of a lot of Facebook groups na local and you can really see that a lot of people rely on them rely on their content trust them so just in terms of influence I mean yung know influencer diba. Right? just in terms of influence I think Burmore and XTNC are would be tied for 1 and 2 like I, I I couldn't even rank which one would be 1 which one would be 2 um and because they really have good content I mean Burmore is trusted for his uh, benchmarking for his yeah he'll tell you how it is diba right? um without fear or favor. <laughs> um, so, trusted na magwe-benchmark, trusted sa opinion niya. And then XCNC is very well-known for his builds, which are which is great for getting more people into the hobby, for letting, like, di ka masyadong, di, di ka pa masyadong marunong sa computers, but you see like, ah, 50k build, kaya na pala ganito, and this is the kind of aesthetic I want. Um, very knowledgeable about builds. So, yeah, really, those two guys for me would be the top two tech influencers in the country for for the PC space, uh, both for very good reasons. Um, it's just it's a little funny lang um, that for XTNC, he his first big video was a build video. Somebody had asked him to do a build, and then the specs medyo. Hindi sila value for money. Like I, I forget what the exact specs were. The budget was very high, but pan specs chosen were specifically chosen by the owner or by the customer, na commissioned commission ng build na yon. But he got a lot of flack online from a lot of comments, na oh, you know, but but maginamit mag tungo part na to, you know, uh, di, di pala marunong, Why, why, why? When in fact, it wasn't his choice. The, those parts were specifically chosen by the customer, and I. I the guy who pointed this out to me wasn't Xian C. I, I don't know him personally, but it was a brand who had worked, who has worked, and continues to work with both Xian and with and with us with Hardware Sugar. It's so say, yeah, you know, a lot of the YouTube creators, their first big video, palaging may controversy, like meraming comment na ah malika ah may ginawa kang you know. Um, it, Dita mahing mo, and you're kinda dumb. Why would you do that? Oh my god, I can't imagine. Why? Why? Yung talagang may mga bashers, may mga flamers. And yet, those videos are the ones that really started them on the road na tumas yung subs, tumas yung visibility. Um, Exxion has more subs than Burmore. Burmore is at around 200 plus. Xian I think, is close to 300 now. And a, a lot of creators. Ever since the brand, the that guy mentioned that to me, uh, I've started noticing that trend everywhere. That their first big video, yung naka pick up, naka gain ng recognition for them, has a lot of bashers. <laughs> um, it was the same with us, with our sugar, with our top five uh, Pinoy, top five mistakes in Pinoy builds. Nino Ninori also has a story where he has one video where. Yunya, um, dami nagbabashedun a particular recipe, or it also didn't look good, like the way it came out on camera. And yet, sobrang popular ng video na yun, and damning views. So, I mean, yeah, you know, the bashers have their opinion and whatnot, but at the end of the day, that seems to be what drives the algo, like that kind of engagement na, woo, diba parang, oh my god, what the hell, but they watch naman, they comment naman, ba. Um, I mean, it's engaging content. It's just funny to. Think that you know you're kind of bashing the person, but you're really actually helping him a lot. You know, a lot I know a lot of creators, and we include ourselves na yung unang video na talagang sumikat daming nag bash. But yeah, I mean, that's what started us on this road. And so, speaking of, I'm going to end with so I said I did say top three, Exian and Burmore would be the top two. And you know, I'm not going to be, <laughs> I'm not going to be. Falsely modest about it. I, I would put Hardware Sugar in the top three, tech, content creators for PC in our country. Um, I think what we do is first, yung type of videos na naka target to beginners. There's a lot of knowledge, but it's not hidden in jargon, natago behind like oh buzzwords like DLSS, the DDR5. I mean parang ganyan. We try to really make it accessible. Uh, super important to the hobby. Um, and and people want to learn. There are a lot of our countrymen, maraming Pinoys, na gusto matutungas sa computers, and I really appreciate when we get comments na sobrang nakatulong yung mga videos namin for that. Um, so just for that alone, the kind of angle, which I don't think a lot of tech YouTubers either here or abroad really appreciate. I mean, a lot of people just want a data dump rather than. Mahirap kasi, I mean, not, yun nga, not to be. <laughs> nagbubuhat ng sariling bang- bangko pero it's kind of hard what we do we have to unpack or we need to digest the information before we give it out Dilang lang kami mag data dump na o ito yung specs bag. parang ganon um, since we are we do a lot of videos meant for people just starting out in the hobby we also need to be able to explain it yeah without having to rely on Common reference points, like like jargon, like with technical information, and yeah, so it's it's uh it does take a lot of work sometimes. Um, And just also the the type of content that we do. Hindi lang siya puro review. Hindi lang siya puro unboxing. We really try to come up with interesting stuff, um, from tracking GPU prices to Rafael's chair reviews, which are an important. Corollary, di ba? I mean, kubay desktop ka, malamang you're gonna be sitting on it for long stretches of time. And yeah, you're gonna need a good chair, right? To how to overclock, to how to clean your computer. Uh, weirdly, or at least I take a lot of pride na hindi lang kami isang monotonous na channel na puro review lang, puro ano lang. Like just one type of content. And to be honest, that's what the YouTube algorithm likes. It just wants you to make the same type of content that's popular. But we really, um, um, we're really interested in all kinds of tech. So we have mobile reviews, we have reviews, yes, of computer parts, yes, of builds. But we have these kind of videos like our recent UPS video where we tested five different UPS. And ano ba talaga yung VA capacity na kailangan for high end computers, for office type computers, parang ganon. So kumbaga, we have creative videos. And I'm really proud of that na. Hindi lang sila puro the same old same old or kinopya lang from the format of more established YouTubers both here and abroad. Um, and yeah, I'm also proud that we do get consistent views. I mean, if you send your product to us for review, most likely you know that's gonna get at least three thousand views in the first two weeks or so, which is you know small compared to some other big YouTubers, but that is, yung maasahan mo yan. you can bank on that. That there is a core audience that trusts us, trusts us enough to deliver that kind of sure, those sure metrics. And, yeah, I, I would rank us up there in the top three. I mean, you know, not to toot our own horn, false modesty aside. Because I think we do creative work, important work, and, um, yeah. And to be honest, I'm not, Super particular about chasing the YouTube algorithm. Yes, I want to get to 100k subs as as soon as soon as humanly possible. But like you know, we've had. But sometimes I just really want to make a video that's a bit quirky, a bit outside the lines a little bit. Hindi yung pangkaraniwang tech video. And yeah, so we've had videos talking about like what would be the best policies to improve the Philippines. (laughs) Like if I were a politician, what 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 policies would I and act, and that's crazy. <laughs> it's like a you. It's like a Philippine tech YouTube channel suddenly talking about Philippine politics. Like death, man, right? Nobody would watch that on that channel. And yet, that particular video has gotten five thousand to six thousand views, and the comments were very positive. Um, yeah, so we have. Iniandami tech, like I. So I did that political video. I also have a video on how to download books for free because I personally believe that knowledge should be free. It shouldn't be locked away behind some paywall. Uh, and so we do have a video on that as well. I mean, we, so we have kind of like bonkers videos like that. Na hindi naman talaga tech per se. Yunya, when we have shows about crypto watch, about cryptocurrency. And yeah, so I would put us, I would unashamedly, unabashedly put us in the top three. Content creators for the PC space in the Philippines, but do let me know in the comments. To be honest, I haven't quite figured out like where would you leave a comment. I do know you for for the podcast. I do know that you can leave a review on for Apple, but like for Spotify, for Spotify, I parang you can't or I don't know. But for Google, parang for Google you can also. Anyway, all of those links, the Spotify, the. Google and the Apple links for the podcast are all in our videos. You just need to scroll down to the video description. Not that you need that since if you're watching this all the way up to this end, uh, you've obviously managed to find the podcast by one way or another. so That's it, ladies and gents, for episode 6 of Tech Show But Friendly. Please do join us next week, November 18, another Friday, where we go through the news, we go through random topics that <laughs> that I kind of find interested in and um, that I'm that that I find interesting and that uh, I feel are relevant to the general tech connoisseur so have a good weekend have a good week if you're listening to this podcast later on in the week stay safe bye everyone